It happens to us all. There are moments when we find ourselves impatient with not creating or accomplishing fast enough. Maybe you have or are currently experiencing impatience with building your business or getting a colleague to accept your recommendation. Maybe you're impatient with the pace of a program that you're trying to design or build or impatient at how slow you're being recognized by your clients or your manager for how hard you're working. What I have for you today is a tool that has helped my clients in any number of circumstances from writing a book to building a book of business to being promoted or whatever masterpiece it was that they were building at the time. By using this technique, they were able to manifest whatever it was they wanted with more joy and less angst, less force, and less exhaustion. And it can do the same for you. I'm eager to share it with you right now. You are listening to episode 99 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hello there, friends. Today, I wanted to talk about an approach that is necessary for creating anything great in our work or our life. It's something that many left brain dominant high performers today maybe use intermittently, but as a result of our very fast-paced transactional days, they tend to forget. It is also the very thing that will help you get your creativity churning and your best insights inspired whenever you are beginning to feel angst or stressed or that you don't have enough time. This tool will bring a load of patience to you. It's going to be needed anytime you are building something great. Now, I'm going to tell you what that tool is and that approach and how you can use it. But first, let me share a story to put this into context. I was talking to a man a while ago. His name is Tom, a client of mine, sharp as a tack, several degrees, an expert in his field. And Tom was passed over for what he saw as a much-deserved promotion that came with title and ownership. He was frustrated. He had been leading a team successfully, and he just couldn't understand what was holding him back. What I heard when I spoke to Tom was that he was extremely goal-focused. He was productive-minded. He was a hard worker and continually working on improving himself and his efficiency. He said that he knew he wanted to work with me on being even more accomplished, more effective, more efficient. Now, from a top level, he was a solid employee, but something was missing as I listened to Tom, and it wasn't a lack of frustration or a lack of stress, that's for sure. He explained that he was not getting to his goal of partner fast enough. He was frustrated that people who were frankly not as intelligent as he was were passing him by. Tom had clearly lost his patience. And I imagine that those who interacted with him sensed it. So I asked him some more questions 
before I reflected back what I sensed his interactions and his relationships and his days looked like. And they really weren't interactions. They were more like transactions, especially with those that he was having with his colleagues. They didn't reflect that he cared for them or regarded their opinions. It was extremely subtle. There was nothing that was overt or rude, but clearly his intention was to provide the right answer to get things done and get it checked off the list, get it accomplished. We all do this at some point. It's very easy to get caught up in the busyness of our daily work and life. People are expecting a lot of things from us. We have responsibilities. We can wake in the morning and start rushing to keep kids on their schedule, hit appointments, then meetings, additional calls, try to get food in the house or on the table at the end of the day. The days and the weeks can really be a blur. And we believe that we will get to our goal if we can only get faster and more productive and more efficient at whatever it is that we're doing. Our life's focus becomes all about turning our intention to getting it done and how fast of a process we can make that. And this is particularly the case, as I mentioned, for high achievers, for the very left brain dominant who pride themselves on productivity and accomplishment. Now, Tom and I talked some more, and he acknowledged that he realized lately he had lost his patience with people and how slow he is to reach the next level, and that sometimes that loss of patience happens again with his colleagues. He tended to think it didn't really happen with his clients. But how we do some things is how we do everything, and sometimes we lack that self-awareness to really know or to see things. He said that he never displayed it, as I said, with his clients. But I knew that people could feel it. So what Tom had forgotten was the mission behind what he was doing. He told me all that he wanted to do was to help more people. But that was not the intention that I believe he began his day with, right? Like most, it was, oh my gosh, what do I got to get done? I asked him if he was open to a much simpler solution and would he be willing to give it a try? I asked him to consider setting a very deliberate new intention that would take him in a new direction in terms of action and approach. The intention was this. It was to bring joy and to serve in each action that he was taking and in each interaction with another. So this was both with himself and with others. That was, again, bring joy and serve. And that if he made it his mission to experience more joy himself in what he was doing or bring that joy to others as he served them with care, which is what he told me was his mission, he would get the results he wanted. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that intention setting is and has always been a really big part of my life. In the 80s, I learned from a coach as well as I think that's 85 or 89, I'm not sure, was when Oprah's Magazine came out. Gary Zukoff wrote the book, The Seed of the Soul. These are all these places where I'm starting to understand the power. It was just the beginning of that movement of starting to understand our brains and how science works and how intention works. And basic level is that intention is based on this understanding that where you're placing your attention, your thoughts and your feelings, puts into play very specific actions that bring forth a result. And that way, the bottom line, the most simplest is that intention equals results. Your 
seeing things in advance, you're being deliberate about where you place your intention will drive your brain to move forward and to produce those results. The question then that became so important in my life in every moment is what is my intention? Too often for too many of us, the answer is unwittingly or wittingly get it done. It's purely transactional and our days become one big blob of lifeless transactions until we feel exhausted, impatient, and frustrated. Am I right? Let's take another example. I'm doing this podcast right now. If I do this with the thought that I have to get this finished in an hour, because then I have to get that to that meeting, or I have to get on that call, or I have to edit that person's program, or I have to write an email, then you can imagine that the experience is anything but joyful for me. I'm not going to be patient with myself or likely anyone else who comes into my wake. And the performance in that contracted and stressed out state is going to limit my creativity. I will probably be frustrated. I will not know what direction I'm going. And it will be anything but what I desire. But it is coming because of the intention that I have to get it done as opposed to the using the intention that this is designed to bring joy and to serve. Okay? That's what impatience and poor intention does. It limits what we are here to build and those we are called to serve. So here's the approach that will elevate your patience, your energy, and your productivity. It is simply this, be on a mission to bring joy and serve every single day. When you understand your mission and you deliberately set intention to bring joy and serve, and you do it each day with each person and each moment as part of each interaction, over time, you will build your masterpiece and impact a whole lot of people. You won't have to race to accomplish it either because, as you know, masterpieces take time, don't they? We don't rush masterpieces. We have the patience to know that we are on purpose and that when we begin one person at a time, one interaction at a time, that that impact will ripple out and our mission will be met. So right now, run the same scenario that you're thinking of in your mind that perhaps you are impatient with. Maybe there's something that you've been struggling with that's not moving and each time you sit down with it or you sit down with that individual or you try to think of the solution, you're just logger jammed. Your creativity, your ability to manifest it is just really contracted. I want you to think of that situation. And now I want you to move it through the lens and the mission or the approach that it's joyful and you're going to serve, serve with care and whatever it is at that moment. If you imagine yourself in this state, in this new approach, you will imagine and you will create an experience, you will instantly feel yourself even more light. It's not as intense. That's actually your natural state. And you will be brought back to that as opposed to your fried, exhausted state where you're impatient and unable to create or build that, which you've been working frantically on for some time. Let's face it. We don't always feel optimistic. There will be days when you don't want to do what's calling you. 
it is actually during these times that you must remember your mission. It's not a whole laundry list of to-dos which can overwhelm us. It's just to be of service and care in your next interaction, in your next meeting, one person at a time. Always remember that a big mission and a masterpiece starts with one person at a time. You don't have to know why or how that's going to come back and boomerang to you, but trust that it will. Trust that that is the beginning. We want and get frustrated that we aren't impacting all of these people are making this difference We tell ourselves, and that's what gets us exhausted, that we're not making the difference that's big enough yet. That's what puts us in a bad state. That's what makes us impatient. But when we move to a place where it's like, I'm just going to serve this person right now, you know, when you decide to stop measuring yourself by how much you accomplished today or how much money you made, but by the people that you impacted, by the joy and caring way that you served, you will notice with this new intention, with this new approach, that everything you do will improve dramatically. Here's how. Your customers will feel cared for. The people that work with you will be fueled by your interactions. You'll feel more energized. What I'm saying is become a champion of this one-person-at-a-time approach, one-day-at-a-time approach, right? The bottom line is don't focus on getting things done. Don't focus on being the most productive person in the group. I know it sounds extremely backwards and against everything that you've been trained to do. But when you back up the bus, when you start to focus not on what it is that you want to create, not exactly on, I got to get this thing done, or I've got to become partner, I've got to become you know, get this job title or make this level of money or whatever it is, when you instead focus on the joy and the care and the service that you're bringing and that you intend to bring to your work and your interactions, all of these things will be a natural byproduct. As for Tom, he adopted this intention of joy and service and he became partner and now is able and is influencing more. But he is remaining true to his approach of serving just the next interaction that he's in, being of service, being um, a person and a steward of joy. And joy doesn't mean that we're happy. There'll be difficult meetings. There'll be things that joy means content. Knowing that you're on target, on mission is all that we need. Your call to action that I'm going to set you up for is to simply set your intention for the next week to deliberately bring more joy and serve, whether that's when you make a return at a store or checking out at the grocery, whether you're interacting with an upset customer, whether you're having a conversation with your colleague, or even when you sit down to write your next email or whatever task it is. Understand that work and life are not meant to be a daily grind. Our purpose of life is joy and serve, right? If this was helpful to you, be sure to share with your friend and colleagues. This is how we change the world, one individual at a time, one organization at a time, one culture at a time. I look forward to being back to talk to you in two weeks. Bring the joy, bring the service, be well. Take care. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. 
When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.